Welcome to the Miami Valley Church Podcast. We're so excited that you are here with us. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you are going to hear today. We'd love to have you join us online Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at miamivalley.org. If you love the Miami Valley Church Podcast, subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment or rating in the Apple Podcast Store. Now go, love the valley right where you are. Welcome to Miami Valley Church. We are a community of people who want to get the good news of Jesus Christ out to the valley and all over the world. But instead of doing it our way, we're asking God, how would you have us love and share Jesus? Right where you have placed us. The first step in doing this is by trusting the Lord and doing good. As this valley and this world are desperate for hope, we want to point them toward Jesus. Not to make ourselves or even our church name famous, but to make Jesus known. To accomplish this vision and fulfill the mission that God has given Miami Valley Church, we are learning that it doesn't require a typical church building, but it does require to make Jesus known right here in our hearts, which goes into our homes, into our neighborhoods, which then overflows into our communities and all over this valley to the ends of the earth. We want to be a church who is not known for its building, but a church who is building a community who trust the Lord and do good wherever God would have us. We want to be a church not known for the number of followers we have on social media by making our own name famous, but making Jesus known with every resource that he gives us, not only right here in this valley, but all over the world. So that's who we are. That's what we're about. And we're so glad that you are here to join us. Good morning. As you might have seen just this week in the email that goes out weekly, which by the way, if you are not getting that, go ahead and send an email to start at miamivalley.org. That's start at miamivalley.org. We want to make sure that you are up to date and that you are getting all the information that we are putting out there. But you might have seen just this week that there is an opportunity coming up in just a couple weeks for us to go and serve together as the body of Christ. Saturday, March 20th, from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., we are going to be setting up on Jefferson Street between 3rd and 4th Street in Dayton, Ohio, and we're going to be serving this valley. We've been asking the question, God, how would you have us to love and share Jesus right where you place us? And he has opened a door, an opportunity for us to go out as one united and to serve this valley. And so the plan is to set up. We're going to set up with hot dogs and chips and drinks, uh, desserts and everything like that for people to come and get hope. Uh, We're going to listen to their story. We're going to share hope with them and share the reason we get to do it all, Jesus Christ. So friends, everything has been provided. The only thing we need is you. Would you invite a friend? Show up. We are going to need servants. Friends, we are expecting over 200 people to come through that night. And so we want to be ready. We want to be faithful as God has opened this door for us. And so I pray that you uh, would be able to attend that night. I pray that that we as a body would come together and serve together and love and share Jesus right here in this valley. And so I I just ask you uh, to mark that date on your calendar, March 20th, Saturday, March 20th, from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then if you haven't already, to start praying just as we did uh, this Tuesday, praying together over this night together. Uh, God, thank you for the opportunity to be able to go 
and just love on these people, God. Father, right now, uh, we just pray as your people for hearts uh, to just be receptive uh, to the word that they're gonna hear that night, God, through the actions that they're gonna see. Father, I pray uh, that through everything that we do, everything that we say, uh, everything that is presented on that night, God, that it would just be you, uh, that Jesus would be lifted high, God, that no ministry, no church name would be exalted, but Jesus would be exalted. Uh, that when people come and get a hot dog or when people come and get a drink, when people come and get whatever it may be, God, may they know the name of Jesus Christ, the one who mm -hmm. saved us. Father, I pray that every conversation, uh, your name would just be exalted. Father, I pray over uh, that whole area, your protection. God, just surround uh, each and every person who is gonna be serving that night, God. Uh, each and every person who is gonna be traveling to serve that night, God. Uh, that you would just uh, protect us, God, and just be right there with us. Father, we know uh, that you are gonna go before us, that you're gonna be right there with us uh, as we're having those conversations, God. And so we just ask that you would be our words, uh, God, that you would just use us in ways that we, we couldn't do on our own. And we know that you're gonna come after us. Uh, Father, we're just so thankful for the partnerships that we're seeing, the doors that you're opening, God, the, the ways that you're wanting to work in this valley, and you are just showing us that picture uh, more and more clear, God. Thank you so very much uh, for the ways that you're leading us, God. I would uh, much rather uh, follow you into the unknown, God, knowing that I can cling on to you uh, than to do anything uh, on our own behalf, God and be comfortable. So Father, I just thank you uh, that you are guiding us, that you are leading us, that you are showing us a way that we could never even imagine before, God. Uh, we just pray right now, uh, God, as uh, the invitation uh, to Jesus is gonna be announced that night, God, as people are gonna be invited to have a, a real, true love relationship with you, uh, that, that answers of yes would be said that night. Father, that eternities would change that night Father, we pray uh, for just a multitude of people, God. Maybe it's one. Maybe you are having us go there for one person, God. And if, if so, Lord, let it be. Father, we just want to be obedient. We want to be faithful uh, to what you are calling us to, God. And if it's one person or if it's 150 people, God, we want to be obedient. And so, Father, we just pray that we would step out in faith, God, where it might be uncomfortable, it might be uh, inconvenient, but we just want to be obedient to what you are calling us to do, God. Uh, as we've been asking you this question, God, how would you have us to love and share Jesus right here where you've placed us? God, you're opening a door for us. And so we just want to be faithful and walk through that, God, knowing that you're going to be right there with us. God, we're excited over this night. We are going to continue to pray uh, up until that moment, God, where you would have us be. And we just uh, can't wait to see what you do, God, what you want to do right here in this valley. Uh, maybe may it be the first of many in Jesus' name. Amen. I find you in the midst. 
oceans deep, my faith will stay. As we continue in the story this morning, there are two words that I want you to think about all day today, and that's purpose and promise, purpose and promise, purpose and promise. A man is cooking breakfast for his family one morning when he finds himself in a pickle. 
There are no more utensils left to stir the eggs. His family loves scrambled eggs and he's cooking this great breakfast. In fact, at this point, the bacon is sizzling, the hash browns are nice and brown and crispy, and the toast just popped up out of the toaster. And so he's scrambling around looking for something to stir the eggs, scramble the eggs with. And so the first thing that he comes to is this can opener and he grabs the can opener and he starts stirring and scrambling these eggs with this can opener and immediately his wife looks over at him and says, what in the world are you doing? Why are you using that? Don't you know that that's not that can opener's purpose? The man looks back at his wife and says, yeah, honey, I know, but it was a whisk I was willing to take. Hey, come on, we just came out of 2020 and someone needed a laugh this morning. I promise no more dad jokes, at least this morning, but we're gonna be talking about purpose and promise. Remember I told you purpose and promise, purpose and promise, purpose and promise. Today's message, we're gonna be looking at three stories and it's not gonna involve anyone cooking any breakfast or any kind of dad joke, but we're gonna be looking at three stories and it might have you wondering, what does all this have to do with the story? What is this? What is the importance of this? What is their purpose? As we continue through the Bible, I need you to think about big picture, God's greater purpose, God's greater purpose. We left off last week, remember Dr. Cox showed us in Genesis 22, when Abraham, uh, God called out Abraham and he says, Abraham, go sacrifice your son Isaac on the altar. And before anything, Abraham says, yes, I will, Lord. And he steps out in obedience. He steps out in faith, remembering God's faithfulness as he was tested before. And so if you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and open up to Genesis 23. Genesis 23, that's where we're going to start today. And immediately right off the bat, we see Sarah, the wife of Abraham. She lives to 127 years old, and then she dies in the land of Canaan. Verse three, it says, then leaving her body, he said to the Hittite elders, Abraham says to them, here I am, a stranger and foreigner among you. Please sell me a piece of land so I can give my wife a proper burial. And so we see this weird exchange right after this, this uh, negotiation type of interaction. And you might be wondering, what does this have to do with anything? We see that that Abraham goes uh, to these people called the Hittites and he says, hey, I want this cave to bury my wife in. He says, I'm willing to pay whatever. And they say, no, 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 no. You are an honored prince here. You are a righteous man. We would never refuse to help you. And so you can just have it here. We wanna give it to you. And Abraham says, absolutely not. In fact, they say, not only do we wanna give you this cave, we wanna give you uh, this land to go with it. And he says, no, absolutely not. He says, I am willing to pay the full price. In fact, what is the full price? And they say, no, we want to give it to you. We want it to be a gift to you. And, and, and it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth uh, until eventually Abraham says, hey, what is the full asking price? Uh, give me everything, the cave, uh, give me the land. I didn't, I didn't even want the land, but uh, since you are offering it, what is the full price of it? And so they tell him, this is what the price is. And immediately he pays the full price that they have asked for, for, for more than he intended. Uh, he, he just wanted the cave to bury his wife, Sarah, in, and now he's got this land. And so before the elders, before witnesses, he pays them 400 pieces of silver. And it's very important as we continue through this story, uh, this is going to come back. It's very important. This is a very important piece of the story, but I, I don't want you to miss here. 
that Abraham shows what a follower of God, uh, what a believer uh, in God is, how he is supposed to act uh, in business, how he is supposed to conduct himself. Uh, we know that Abraham is a righteous man. And so instead of coming in and, and stealing the deal, right, getting this, this great steal of a deal, he says, hey, what is the full asking price? I am willing to pay for it. And so I don't want you to miss that today. Remember, we are looking at big picture. Uh, we are looking at God's greater purpose. And this, this land is going to come back uh, to be important as we go through the story. But here's what I need you to take away. Abraham is a very wealthy man. We know that Abraham has gold. He has silver. He has uh, livestock. He has many possessions. But look at how he refers to himself. Even with all of his stuff, he still refers to himself as a foreigner. He emphasizes his immigrant status. There's no permanent location to call his own. He knows that his real home is not of this earth. He knows that his real home uh, is in a place that God has prepared for him in a place called heaven. He not only knows this, but as we go through the story, we'll find out that Moses knows this, that David knows this. In fact, uh, Moses knew this and he is instructed by God to tell the people of Israel in Leviticus 25, 23, it says, the land must never be sold on a permanent basis. For the land belongs to me. You are only foreigners and tenant farmers working for me. This is God instructing Moses to tell the people of Israel, uh, you are not the permanent owners of anything. I own everything. You are just uh, temporary residents here. You are just uh, tenant farmers and you are just managers of what I have entrusted you with. Uh, David knows this same truth as he says uh, in First Chronicles 29, 13 through 15. He says, Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything uh, we have comes from you. And we give you the only uh, things, what, what you have given us. We are here only for a moment, visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like passing shadows, gone so soon without a trace. Yet God continues uh, to give Abraham this promise. He says, I will certainly bless you. He says, I uh, will bless you through your descendants. Uh, your descendants will, will conquer the land of your enemies and I will bless all the nations uh, through them because you have obeyed me. Hebrews 11, 8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise as, a, as in the foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs to him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, he stepped out trusting and obeying the promise. Remember the promise that God gave him. Stepping out, remembering that promise, remembering that he has purpose, promise, purpose, promise, purpose, promise, purpose. I told you we're going to be looking at those today. And so I want to ask you a question. Is there a place in your life right now where you have become comfortable with all of your stuff? Uh, everything that you have accumulated, everything that you think is yours, right? Everything that you've stockpiled. Is there a place in your life where you have just become comfortable? Remember, just as Abraham uh, recognized, just as Mo Moses knew, just as David knew, we are not permanent residents here on this earth. We are not to get comfortable. And so I just want you to see 
uh, and think about that question. Are, is there a place in your life where you have become comfortable with your stuff? Are you using that stuff to live out the purpose? Remember, promise, purpose, promise, purpose, promise, purpose. How does this align with God's promise for your life? And lastly, where is he calling you to step out in faith today? This month in our social media. By the way, if you're not following our social media, uh, we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram. It's at my Miami Valley, at my Miami Valley. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, not to make us famous. Remember, you heard earlier today, uh, we don't want to be a church uh, who makes our name famous, but we want to make Jesus known not only right here where he's placed us in this valley, but all over the world. And this is one of the ways. Uh, where we are engaging with each other in God's word. Uh, each and every day, we have a team who puts together God's uh, word, uh, puts that truth out there, and then we engage with it together. We apply it to our lives and how we are to live it out. And so if you are not following us, go ahead and follow us on social media because I want you to engage with other believers. Um, like I said, not only right here in this valley, but all over the world. It's amazing to see uh, how people have just began uh, engaging together uh, through God's word. And so if you are not following us, make sure you are. But just this month, we are focusing uh, on just that, engaging together. And so I want to ask you a question. Are you involved in a house church? Uh, if not, why not? What's holding you back? Uh, have you become comfortable in a place where God is calling you to step out? Maybe it's inviting uh, people in, or maybe it's it's joining others, or maybe it's just reaching out and just engaging with someone after you hear God's word. And so I want to ask you, what's holding you back? But don't just take my word for it. Check this um, out. We attend um, a home group every Thursday night. And when we first started coming to Miami Valley Church three years ago, uh, the home group wasn't um, a big idea for me. Um, I, Sunday was my day to go and worship God, and you know, then I had work the other six days of the week, and I didn't really have time for God other than that. And then we ended up becoming connected with some people we all went to school with, and we started attending their home group on Thursday nights. And a home group has been the most amazing thing for me. Um, the connection that you have in a small group or in a home group, it's amazing. And God puts you in the right home group at the right time. Um, with those right people, your daily struggles become their daily struggles. It's a family. God uses each one of the people in those home groups to help other people in the struggles. I had a struggle with uh, family issues growing up and I thought that I was the only one that dealt with those and little did I know that one Thursday when I would talk about it, lots of people had the same issues, the same problems and that home group, that night at home group opened my eyes to what would become uh, what has become the best thing in my life. I look forward to home group every Thursday night because like you never know what you're going to walk into. W one Thursday may be an issue that you're having. It, the next Thursday may be an issue that someone else is having. And the greatest thing about it is you get to take those everyday issues, those everyday problems, and you get to apply God's word, God's promises to those issues and to those problems. And you don't just hear the pastor talking to you and telling you 
what the word says. You get to experience the word in real life, in real application. You get to put it into practice every single day. Thursday is our day and I, if there's anyone out there that doesn't attend home group, I highly recommend that you get involved uh, with a small group somewhere, some way. It will change your life. Friends, what's holding you back? Is there a place in your life where you have just become comfortable? Where is God calling you to step out? And so story one is Abraham. And we see that he purchases this cave, this land. Now we want to get into story two, Genesis 24 and 25. I need you to see the lineage. Remember God's promise to Abraham. Go back to that promise that he uh, keeps showing Abraham over and over again. I will certainly bless you. Hold on to that word, bless. We're going to be looking at that next week uh, in the weeks to come as we as we continue to go through this uh, story together. And so he says, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants uh, like the number of stars in the sky, like the, uh, the sand on the seashore. I will bless you. I will multiply your descendants. Your descendants will conquer the land of your enemies and through them all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you obeyed me. We saw last week uh, that Sarah and Abraham had a son. His name is Isaac. And so as we come to Genesis 24, uh, the story opens up now. It says, now Abraham was old, well advanced in years. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. There's that word again, blessed. And so I want to hit pause right there. Have you hit that marker yet? Would you consider yourself old? Uh, have you written your yourself uh, off because maybe you consider yourself old? Maybe you uh, think that God, there's no way that he could ever have a purpose for me this late in life. Uh, but I want you to see as we go through the story of Abraham, uh, Abraham, it says, was an old man and God is continuing to use him. Go back to the promise. Do you need to go back to the promise that God gave you? Do you need to recapture the purpose that he has for your life? God has purpose for you. God has given you a promise as his child. And so Abraham calls for his servant. He says, hey, I want you to go find a wife for Isaac. But he's very specific here. He says, I don't want you to find a wife for Isaac just anywhere. I want you to go back to the land that I'm from. And I want you uh, to do this very thing. Go and sit by the well. And the, the woman who will come and offer you water and will offer your livestock uh, water, that's the one who will be the wife of my son Isaac. And so the servant swears an oath and he says, yes, I will go. And so I want to hit pause uh, right there in this truth because um, before the servant leaves, Abraham tells him, he says, hey, uh, this is what you are to do, but God is going to send an angel to go before you. And so I just want to hit pause right there as we rejoice in that truth. When God gives us a promise, one, it will happen. Have you forgot about the promise? Do you need to go back and recapture that promise? It will happen. God is faithful. He always shows up and that promise will be fulfilled. It will happen. Two, when God gives us a promise, he will go before us. He will come alongside us and he will come after us. And so let's just rejoice in those truths that it will happen and God has us covered. Friends, when we heard God clearly tell us, uh, that he was going to use us, Miami Valley Church, to reach this valley and to reach uh, all over the world uh, beyond our walls at Fifth and Park. Friends, it was scary. But God has shown us over this year that he has gone before us, that he is with us in the midst, and that he is going to come after us. Friends, uh, go back and capture the promise. It will 
happen and God has us covered. We are seeing uh, that God is using us to reach people uh, all over this valley and all over this world who we never expected, we could never see, but God said, watch. Step out in obedience, step out in faith, step out of, of being comfortable where you're at. I don't want you to miss this. And so friends, let's just rejoice in that truth. It will happen and God has us covered. He's right there with us. So the servant swears an oath and he goes on his way. As he comes to the city, uh, he comes to this place to draw the water and something interesting happens here. And I want you to see this. He prays, but watch what he says. Genesis 24, 12, he says, and the servant said, O Lord, God of my master, Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master, Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, please let down your jar and I may have a drink and who shall say drink and I will water your camels. Let there be one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that I have shown, that you have shown steadfast love to my master. The servant is saying here, God, uh, I have watched you. I have witnessed you through my master Abraham. And now I want to experience you for myself. He has just enough faith to step out and say, I don't know what's about to happen, but would you guide me through this situation? He has just enough faith uh, to step out uh, and, and just and just trust God. Remember, that's the uh, that's what God has been showing us uh, through this decade to trust the Lord and do good. And the servant trusts him. He steps out in faith and says, "I have witnessed you through my master Abraham, and now I trust God. Would you guide me through this situation?" I love this next line, verse fifteen. It says, "Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebecca." There is Rebecca, who would become the wife of Isaac. And it's confirmed that Rebecca would be the one to marry Isaac. Uh, verse 26, Then the servant bowed his head and worshiped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman. Before the servant knew uh, before the servant knew God's faithfulness through his master uh, Abraham. But now, as he stepped out in faith, he gets to witness God personally show up. And that's our natural reaction, is to immediately fall flat in worship. When we step out, God steps in and we fall flat. This is what I need you uh, to take away today. When we go back to the promise uh, of God, and remain faithful to it, there will come a point where we get to share it with someone. Remember, uh, Abraham remembers the promise of God. I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants uh, beyond number like the stars in the sky, like the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the land of your enemies and through them all the nations of this earth will be blessed because you obeyed me. Abraham remembers that promise and he shares that vision with the servant. He says, uh, because of this promise, go out and find the wife of my uh, son Isaac because God has promised him that he is gonna use uh, his lineage uh, to bless, right? He shows him that promise. And so now uh, Abraham, Abraham shares that vision with his servant. And so number two, our step of faith creates a chain reaction. When people see us step out in faith, it is infectious. 
it is infectious. The service wit the servant witnessed God's faithfulness through his master Abraham. And because of that, he steps out in faith himself and gets to witness God personally. Friends, when people see us step out in faith, they want to experience God the same way. They want, uh, when we step out and we trust the Lord and we do good, they see that there is something different about it and they want to experience that for themselves. Three, when we step out in faith and, and, and walk in obedience and we see God move, our natural reaction is going to be to fall flat in worship. Uh, we see as a servant, uh, before the servant is even done praying, right there in front of him is Rebecca. And then right after that, he immediately said he bows his head and worships the Lord. I don't know this man's uh, heart uh, prior uh, to experiencing God, but he he uses the phrase "God of my servant," and then by the end of it, he is worshiping the Lord Himself. And I just love uh, how that story uh, just unfolds. Mark five twenty one, and when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored, his earnest, and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made, made well and live. And he went with him. Friends, that should be our immediate reaction to fall flat. When we step out, God steps in and we should fall flat. And so I have to ask you today, how is your posture uh, where did he show up recently that you just need to bow down and worship him? As we wrap up our time today, I want you to think uh, back to promise. I want you to think about promise and purpose, promise uh, and purpose. It will happen. He will show up. Uh, friends, if you're new to Miami Valley Church, I hope that by now you have seen uh, that we want to make Jesus known. We believe that that everything points to Jesus. And as we go through uh, this story, every single point of Scripture points to Jesus. We want to make him known. In fact, John 5, 39, Jesus says, You search the Scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the Scriptures point to me. We believe that by nature we are sinners. In fact, uh, there's nothing we can do that would make us uh ever good enough or ever uh, clean enough to stand before a holy God and be called blameless. It is only because of the blood of Jesus Christ that we can have a relationship with God because God loved us so very much. It was his plan from the beginning to give his only son, Jesus Christ, as a sacrifice. Jesus came to this earth. He died a death on a cross. He was placed in a grave and rose three days later so that we may have life. Friends, that free gift of everlasting life that free gift is available for me and you today. And so I want to ask you, if you've never said yes to Jesus Christ, would you do that today, friends? Uh, story number three, it's your story. Story number one, we looked back at Abraham. Story number two, we looked at the servant. And story number three is your story. Nothing we could ever do on our own would ever make us clean enough or good enough to stand before a holy God. But it is only because of the blood of Jesus Christ that we are made spotless. Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And you may be thinking, how could he ever forgive me? How does my story fit into this greater picture? How would God ever use me? Purpose and promise, purpose and promise, purpose and promise. Just like Abraham, he has a purpose for your life. Just like the servant, he is calling you to step out and trust him, maybe for the first time. 
And just uh, as he is going to do in those stories, he wants to work through you in ways that you could never imagine. Friends, if you have never uh, said yes to Jesus, would you say yes to him today? He has a purpose for your life. Go back and capture the promise if he has for you. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so very much that you have given us a promise, God, as your child. Father, I thank you so very much uh, that you have a purpose for us, God. No matter what stage of life we are in, young or old, God, you can still use us. God, you have the final say. Father, I thank you uh, that you call us out of our comfort zone. Father, I pray that if there is a place in our life uh, where we have just become comfortable, God, that you would stir us. God, as you are leading us out of a building, God, and showing us that you want to use us in ways that we can never imagine, I pray that we would be faithful to the call that you've given us, God, to trust you and to do good and to make Jesus known wherever you would have us. God, I pray for the one today who has never said yes to Jesus, that right now, that they would see you in a way that they've never seen you before, God, that they would see you as a father who loves them as a child, who has made a way for them, God, because we can never do it on our own. Father, we believe uh, that you created us. We believe that from the beginning, you had a purpose and a promise for us. And a path that we didn't see, God, uh, a way, God, was Jesus, your son, he made a way for us. And so today, for that person who has never said yes to Jesus, I pray that they would invite him in to their hearts, God, that they would say yes to you and that their eternity would be changed right now from hell to heaven. God, may they invite him in. May they invite him in to their heart as their Lord and Savior. Father, we love you so very much. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for the way that you're leading us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hey friends, we just heard the truth and now I want to engage together as we go back through these questions. Number one, is there a place in your life where you have just become comfortable? We read in the story that Abraham had silver, he had gold, he had livestock, he had many possessions, but he still considered himself a foreigner. He emphasized his immigrant status. He wanted to be uh, used by God in a way where he wasn't stationary. But when God said go, he would pick up and go. He knew that this earth was not his home. He knew that God had a permanent place in heaven for him. And so I want to ask you today, is there a place where you have just settled down? You have become comfortable with your stuff. The second question I want to ask you is, how does that align with God's promise? Go back to the promise that God has given you as his child, how does that align with God's promise? And the third question I want to ask you is, no matter what stage you're in, do you believe that you still have purpose on this earth? We know that this earth is not our permanent home, but we are to be on this earth on mission to make Jesus known, to make disciples who know who Jesus uh, is, and then to make disciples. Friends, do you believe, no matter what stage you're in, whether you're a child or whether you consider yourself old, do you believe that you still have purpose on this earth, that God can use you? Purpose, promise, purpose, promise, purpose, promise. Do you believe? Friends, go back to the promise that he has given you. Do you believe 
that he has purpose for you. And so I want us to engage together now. If you're part of a home of a house church, go ahead and start engaging with each other. If you're not part of a house church, text engage today. Whether you're in the Miami Valley or you're all over the world, wherever you may be, we want to get you connected with God and we want to get you connected with people. And so would you text engage to the number below. Friends, I love you. Let's start this conversation right now and go live it out.
Thank you.